the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's Arthur Idala on AM 970. The answer. This is the Arthur Idala Power Hour with quintessential New Yorker attorney Arthur Idala, New York's go-to lawyer. He's here to share his stories from in the courtroom and around the city with interviews from high-profile guests and everyday folks calling in to talk about everything from politics, lifestyle, health and wellness, and more. And now your host, making the case for the city he loves, attorney Arthur Idala. Monday, 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 Monday. And yes, this is a city that I love. And I will tell you, um, my loyal fan base now of listeners, uh, I, I got texts and emails this weekend like, like I'm the mayor. Like I'm, I'm doing something uh, wrong. I uh, obviously there was another tremendous tragedy on the subway, and that was compounded by an article talking about uh, Mayor Adams uh, looking at running for president of the United States, and uh, which of course his communication director denied. But like everyone was like, oh, Idala, you know, you're all back in Adams, and look what's going on in the city, and now he's talking about running for president. That's ridiculous. Look. I'm going to tell you, uh, well, I'm not going to tell you what you guys already know, because we already, there's plenty that we already know about what's not going well in the city. But I can tell you this, that, uh, and, and, you know, again, this is from people who are working inside City Hall. Um, They are working. In other words, in the past administration, people's complaints were that Mayor de Blasio wasn't on the job and he was waking up late and he was going to the gym in Brooklyn and wasting time doing that. Um, And, you know, even though, hypothetically he was working that whole time de blasio was whether he was or whether he wasn't when he was on the treadmill because i have spoken to him when he's been on the treadmill um the adams city hall is, is very different um look you guys all know that i'm friends with frank carone he starts calling me and texting me literally on on friday i think it was yeah friday it was 602 a.m he's like reaching out to me to talk to me about things um and it's not like he's going to bed at eight o'clock at night He's just leaving City Hall at 8 o'clock at night, usually to go to some dinner or some event and then go to bed probably around 1 o'clock in the morning and he's banging out five hours of sleep. Uh, I know that Adams is meeting with people early, early in the morning. At 8 o'clock, he's got a meeting with all of the deputy uh, mayors and other very important commissioners, uh, I believe, every day, maybe even seven days a week. Um, So, look, whatever's being done has got to be done better because... I mean, I was scared out of my wits. 11 o'clock in the morning on a Sunday, you're on the subway and you get executed. I, you know, that's that's just way, way, way unacceptable. Uh, I don't think there's much more to the story. It, 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 it seems unbelievable. Uh, and I'm not casting any aspersions, but it just seems unbelievable 
that you're sitting alone on the subway car and some guy just comes over and just executes you for no reason. Then apparently he gave the, he, the, the executioner ran off the train. He gave the gun to a homeless guy. A homeless guy apparently immediately sold it to whom knows who. Uh, and the person who's a person of interest, uh, they're looking for. And, um, uh, apparently he's someone who has open cases and has another record and or has has already served jail time you know we got to we have to just you know we have to step up um and that not accept this in other words we need to voice our uh complaints and i think people are starting to do that i think hank shankoff the political operative who was on last week saying that you know mayor's mayor adams uh uh, it's like basically a year this June that he's been elected. Um, uh, yes, he had a run against Curtis Sliwa, but you know, typically the Democrats do pretty well and he ran, let's face it. This was his issue. Uh, you know, if you want to juxtapose it and I know people may criticize me for doing this, but if you want to juxtapose it with de Blasio, de Blasio's issue was pre K for all. Uh, and within a very short amount of time of de Blasio, getting into office. He accomplished that goal. Now, obviously, it's a much easier goal to accomplish. You just have to lobby the appropriate legislators to pass the funding for it and then implement it. But, you know, if there's anything you want to say about the mayor who does not, a former mayor who does not enjoy a good reputation by any stretch of the imagination, he did get that one thing done uh, pretty quickly in his tenure. It is a lot easier to do that than to bring down crime, but you know, the, the the non-tolerance of uh, the laws and the rules on public transportation, it, it just disappeared. In other words, we're tolerating breaking the law. How about this? $62 million, they're estimating, has been lost so far in subway uh, evasion, paying the, 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 the subway fare. $57, $57 million not paying buses. And look, I see it with my own eyes. I see the guys just jumping the turnstiles. I see people walking on the buses and walking right in and walking right past the bus drivers. I mean, what do you expect the bus driver to do? The turnstile, I mean, unless there's a cop standing right there, but if I'm a cop, what I'm going to arrest this guy just so that the district attorney's office says we're not prosecuting people who jump the turnstile. If I get an opportunity, and I will, to speak to people in the administration they need to do what Bloomberg did and sit down with the five district attorneys with the police commissioner in there and just say, listen, this is the plan. We are going to start making arrests on all crimes that are on the books, Mr. District Attorneys and Ms. District Attorneys. There's two women and there's three men. And if you don't, then you know what? This budget that's coming up right now, you're going to see a big difference in your numbers and you're going to have to run a, a, an office uh, uh, on a shoestring budget. Um, but if you do, well, I'm sure we'll be able to find more funding for you. But it, you can't have it where someone like myself, I mean, I, I look at this guy, uh, Daniel Enriquez, you know, who was killed. Last week, I'm crying about a, an 11-year-old, Kiara Tay. Now I'm crying about a guy who was in his 40s who went to NYU, who, who uh, was working at Goldman Sachs, who gets executed. I mean, I... Sunday, right around that time. How about exactly around that time? <clears throat> like exactly at that time, we would had to be in a party uh, in Manhattan uh, on Sunday for my son, 
and it was at Chelsea Piers, and for whatever reason, it was a bad accident on the highway, and the, the highway was packed. And um, I said to Marianne, I said, it would be faster if we took the subway. And that, that's exactly what it was. It was right around 11.30, 11.45 this Sunday. Now, of course, I, was, I have a six-month-old. I have a five-year-old. Um, so, you know, I, I don't know what the exact answers are. So um, Judge Cavins came in and said that the mayor is talking about having turnstiles that have metal detectors in them. Okay, I mean... I, I don't know how feasible that is. I would love to go, like, my station in Bay Ridge, the 85th Street station, they have the turnstile where you, you can't jump it. It's like the big, it's a full-body revolving door kind of thing. There is no just little turnstile thing. Yes, it takes a, a second or two slower, but you can't jump it. Uh, you have to swipe your card, and then it releases it, and your, your whole body goes through. I wouldn't mind that happening. If there was some sort of a metal detector in there, that if you were carrying heavy metal, it just wouldn't It just wouldn't turn. I don't know. I mean, at least they're thinking outside of the box. But it's so sad that that's what we're thinking about. Opening day at Yankee Stadium, I was lamenting with you guys how long it took to get in because of the metal detectors. I mean, something needs to be done more than what is being done now. Um, Matt, do we still have Brian on the line? No, he just called in. He wanted to just ask that question. He wanted to ask, tell us, Matthew, what was the question Brian wanted to ask? The question was, where is the police commissioner in all of this? You know, the police commissioner, maybe, listen, maybe she learned, maybe she learned from, from Bill Bratton, uh, you know, not to upstage the mayor because you may not be around as long as you want to be around. I believe uh, Bill Bratton wound up on the cover, I think it was of Time magazine, uh, but it was one of the, Newsweek, it was some national magazine as, the, as New York's crime fighter. And that did not go over too well with Mayor Giuliani. Um, so this is not a police commissioner who is looking for the limelight. But let's be honest, because I said we'll always be honest. It's also not a police commissioner who's got all kinds of experience. She didn't come from the Boston PD. She didn't come from the L.A. PD or the Houston PD or the Chicago PD or Miami PD. She came from, from Nassau County, um, which luckily doesn't have a horrible uh, crime problem. They also don't have a huge police department. I believe she was in charge of the detectives that numbered like 300. You know, you got to add not one zero, two zeros to the amount of personnel she's in charge of now. So clearly they know there's a problem. How do you solve the problem? Uh, I don't know. But it's got to be solved. Because if, if Arthur Idala, pardon me for talking about myself in the third person... But if I don't feel cool riding the subway, you know, that's that's a problem. Now, if you want to know statistics, I believe in 2019, before the pandemic, there was one out of a million people getting a felony committed on them. I don't know if it was a day or a week. And now it's two. Um, so it's doubled, which is horrible. But when you look at the odds of two out of a million having a felony committed, it's... Those are luckily not horrible odds, however you want to look at it. But you you get the point. Um, who changes these things? People in government. So we're going to talk to Kevin McCullough next about the congressional race in New Jersey. Well... This weekend, I got to hang out in Brooklyn, New York. I got to walk around a little bit. And guess what? I walked right by the law offices of Connors and 
Sullivan. The reason why you need to go and see them is because planning for your future is important. You and your family need to be protected. Who will make decisions if you're not around to make them? Are your assets protected? The time to plan is now. You need a will, maybe a trust, a power of attorney, a health care proxy, a living will, or an overall estate plan. The goal of Connors & Sullivan Attorney is always the protection of your rights and your interests. They've been helping people like you plan their estates and protect their families for over 40 years. You can visit them, ready for this, for a no-obligation, free, 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 free consultation. Call Connors and Sullivan today to schedule a free in-person initial consultation with an attorney at any of their convenient locations in the Brooklyn Law Office, which I walked by this weekend, Manhattan, Queens, and Staten Island. Call them at 718-238-6500. That's 718-238-6500. Or visit their website, connorsandsullivan.com. And remember, folks, the biggest mistake when it comes to estate planning is not planning at all. New Jersey is currently participating in a governor's challenge, asking state, military, and civilian teams to embark on a process of collaborating, planning, and implementing suicide prevention best practices for service members, veterans, and their families statewide. Effective suicide prevention takes a combination of efforts to achieve far-reaching statewide changes and improvements. Stay tuned for future announcements on three priority areas that the New Jersey team is working on and learn more about what you can do to help prevent suicide among service members, veterans, and their families. If you or someone you know is in emotional distress and or thinking about suicide, please call the Confidential National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 1-800-273-8255. That's 1-800-273-8255. This message is sponsored by the New Jersey Department of Human Services, Division of Mental Health and Addiction Services, the New Jersey Department of Military and Veterans Affairs, the New Jersey Broadcasters Association, and this station. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. Freehold Mitsubishi in Freehold Township, New Jersey, is proud to be an automotive leader in our area and sponsor of the Arthur Idala Power Hour. Mitsubishi dreamers, designers, and engineers are redefining choices in mobility for a whole new generation of independent, modern, and savvy consumers who want value, like the new redesigned 2022 Mitsubishi Outlander featuring its industry-leading Mitsubishi 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain limited warranty. Visit Freehold Mitsubishi today, freeholdmitsubishi.com, or call 732-863-27. 's uh, and um, let's say these congressional maps that we've been talking about they're all locked in here in the uh, state of New York uh, I know there are gonna be maybe some more appeals but it looks like for right now 
there are these new districts where they basically cut Manhattan up in these like almost like in a third, a third, a third, north, mid, and south. And the south section bleeds all the way into parts of Brooklyn, which are known to be a very Democratic, liberal-leaning part of Brooklyn. And it seems like there's a lot of people jumping into that race. The biggest name, obviously, is the former mayor, the immediate former mayor, Bill de Blasio. And um, he uh, would be running against... Let's see, at least one person. Uh, I'm going to go with this, trying to go with this name. Yao, Yan, Jung, Jung? Jung. I'm going to go with Jung. It's X-I-O-N-G. I apologize for messing that up. But Yan is his first name. Um, he is a young pro-democracy tenement square protester. And he's really shooting hard after um, Mr. de Blasio. Uh, he's <laughs> quote, it would be horrible. This is his quote. It would be horrible if Bill de Blasio was elected to Congress. De Blasio ignored Chinatown and the Asian community. He said the Chinese community will not be ignored if I'm elected to Congress. On Monday, meaning today, he was going to have a stop de Blasio rally in Chinatown as part of his push for Congress. Uh, I also heard that former Brooklyn uh, district attorney um, Elizabeth Holtzman is running uh, is seriously considering running for Congress. She called George Arts, who's a political operative for years, uh, to talk to him and, and flesh it out. She did give an interview saying that uh, she would be, um, she's seriously considering it. She is 80 uh, years old. She was a congresswoman. She was uh, also the Brooklyn district attorney back in the late 80s. Uh, and there's a bunch of other people who are going to throw their hat into the ring for this congressional, this newly drawn congressional seat. And it will be interesting. Uh, the cool part for us is it's a relatively short season now. We don't have to, like, live with this for a year or a year and a half. It'll be months, actually. They probably know how many days there are until, uh, I think it's about 10 weeks or 11 weeks until uh, the new election day. But there's a big election going on down in New Jersey as well, a congressional election. And who better to talk to us about it? Then AM 970's own, the man who I am lucky enough to precede uh, the Honorable Kevin McCullough. Mr. McCullough, how are you, sir? Dr. Idala, it is great to hear your voice again, sir. I miss you on Thursday nights, though Imran is holding his own uh, very admirably. Uh, but uh, congratulations on 6 p.m. and all the success you've uh, enjoyed. It's been well worth it. And I just want to remind people that from 5 to 8 every evening, you get nothing but live and local uh, here on uh, AM 970, The Answer, with Katz, uh, Arthur, and KMC all back-to-back. So it's a great lineup, and so proud of you, sir, for all that you're accomplishing there. Well, thank you, Kevin. And I do, you know, as a New Yorker and as a radio fan, um, I do appreciate the fact that uh, this is the one place where you could get uh, you could figure out what's going on in the tri-state area. So speaking of the tri-state yep. area, you are in the state of New Jersey. And tell the listeners what you're doing. Well, uh, before I get to that, just real quickly, what you were saying about the congressional map in New York, you know, one of the interesting things about that, um, and you mentioned the new district that's been drawn, but because of that district's uh, entrance into uh, existence, now Jerry Nadler has to run against Carolyn Maloney, who formerly had two separate districts. Now they've got to go against each other to find out who keeps their seat. So that's going to be – there's a lot to, to – 
at stake there in uh, the new maps. And, of course, uh, you know, New York's got a big governor's race, and we hope to do something in that race like we're doing tonight in uh, Inglewood Cliffs. We are at the beautiful Giovanni's Bicycle Club. I don't know if you can hear it behind me, but this place has been buzzing since about 3 this afternoon. Yeah, I can hear the uh, buzz. dozens and dozens of people that have uh, shown up, and we've got two Republican candidates that are vying for the uh, nomination to uh, oppose Josh Gottheimer in District 5 uh, here in Bergen County. Warren County, Passaic County, uh, these are all the counties that participate in that uh, election. Uh, it was a seat that was held by a Republican named Scott Garrett for many, many terms. And then Josh Geitheimer was one of these uh, former Clinton staffers, speechwriter for Hillary, uh, kind of helicoptered in three terms back, uh, had a lot of funding behind him, uh, knocked out the longtime incumbent, and Republicans are working hard to try to take the seat back. And tonight we feature... Uh, a guy that uh, did a lot of good when he was on Wall Street, uh, actually helped uh, pull the nation out of the crisis in 2008 uh, versus a former Marine that did uh, tours in Afghanistan and Iraq and said that the reason they got into the race is because of the disastrous results of the Afghanistan pullout and how there were 13 more Gold Star families that were created because of the incompetence there. So there's a lot of uh, a lot of interest in what's going to happen here, and so uh, it's going to be. Um, we're going to fire up around seven so o'clock. Ke- yeah, that's what I want to ask you. So it's going to be the debate, and and it'll be live here on the radio on your show. Yep. And uh, we, what are the big bones of contention between the two of them? What's the the hot topic? Well, you know, I think the the hot topic in this election cycle, and anybody's lying if they say anything other than this, is that this is all about the pocketbook. You know, in non-economic cycles, you can talk about. Uh, a lot of other things. And I do think that there are other issues that bother people. I think the the educational uh, curriculums that are coming out and a lot of a lot of stuff that does hit close to home, uh, you know, how authoritarian governments can be when it comes to vaccines and masks and stuff like that. These are all things that people got frustrated with. But when you're talking, Arthur, about inflation that's off the chart, when you're talking about as of today, five dollar a gallon gas on average across the country, um, people can't talk about taking vacations they can barely talk about taking their kids to school on uh, that that uh, kind of uh, gas price and energy so there's a lot and there's a lot of dissatisfaction with uh, josh gottheimer in this particular district because he's promised to do away with the the salt deductions for well ever since they've been in in place and he hasn't done anything about it and so i have a feeling we're going to get into all of that tonight and a good deal more like should the uh, Congress approve military action uh, to defend Taiwan like the president yeah. promised he would be committing America to yesterday if, if, they, if China decides to uh, invade? Well, it sounds like you're going uh, to have a great debate. And what's, what the, what's going to be the format real quick, Kevin? Well, what we're going to do is basically have opening statements from both campaigns, and then the campaigns themselves had to submit uh, a list of about 10 to 20 questions each to me that I will be alternating back and forth from in the question and answer period. And then at the end of the debate, there'll be some closing statements, but then we're going to open up a straw poll. And so people listening on the radio, online, and here in person can all vote in that and tell us who they believe won the debate. Uh, We will publicize that and uh, be talking about that in the days to come, I'm sure. All right. Stay tuned right after the Idola Power Hour. Listen to uh, the Kevin McCulloch Show. Tonight will be a real, real special edition that will uh, could decide the outcome of this uh, this primary. Kevin, good luck. I'm sure you'll do a great job. Thank you, Arthur. Talk to you soon. Thank you. So this is hot off the press. Um, You know, we've been talking about the 11-year-old Kiara Tate. They 
arrested one person over the weekend, or I think before the weekend, and now it just came up 30 minutes ago. Uh, they arrested someone else now. So, uh, and they're both, I believe the new person is also a teenager. So you have teenagers trying to shoot at other teenagers and killing an 11-year-old. And, you know, my buddy Mike texted me. Um, he just said, you know, all of these crime problems, and in, let's just say Mike's not a teenager anymore. All these prime crime problems are similar to what previous mayors have faced. And if Eric Adams wants to be smart, look at how those mayors solve those problems and copy them. Be brave and honest. No matter who the mayor was, if it worked, then just do what they did. And I believe that's kind of what I was saying is like do what Bloomberg did with putting a lot of pressure on the um, the um, uh, district attorneys themselves. Uh, do what Giuliani did, which was put a lot of pressure on the NYPD. But, you know, if the NYPD and the DA's offices aren't working in sync, you got a big problem. Um, I will tell you, I don't know enough about the dynamics, but I and I will tell you this. Alvin Bragg, the Manhattan DA, has obviously been pretty beat up in his first five months in office. But everyone who I know who knows him personally or works with him personally says two, th- well, three things. Number one, he's like super smart. Number two, he's super humble. And number three, he's like very personable. Um, I don't know how that's going to translate with the police commissioner or whoever is the chief of detectives for Manhattan. But uh, they all need to work together. I mean, as a former prosecutor, I mean, that was like a ground ball. As someone who was very, very close with Brooklyn D.A. Cho Hines, I mean, th- this was like elementary stuff. The NYPD and the DA's office working hand in hand. So um, I agree with my friend Mike. Look at what Giuliani did. Look at what Bloomberg did. Because, they're, you know what? They're the same problems. So see how they fix them because it worked. And do the same thing. Um, we're going to talk about $6 gas because that's what's on the cover of the post right now. $6 gas when we come back. A change gonna come. Oh, yes, it will. It's Dr. Lederman talking about prostate cancer. Your PSA went from 3 to 4 to 6. Correct. And then all of a sudden it jumped to 60. It was a shock to me. That's when I called Radio Surgery New York. Your office is a whole nother world. You immediately took this whole thing into your own hands beyond efficient. Did you ever have a doubt that we weren't working for your benefit? Not for one second. And you knew that you had a cancer of the prostate that was aggressive and went to lymph nodes. And we put together a plan to try to get this... Terrible cancer under control, right? It was just like you say, no pain, no cutting, no bleeding. It was so easy. No side effects, no nothing. Just perfect. What was your PSA this week? 0.02. Wow. For more prostate cancer information, call Dr. Lederman. Two and two choices. Two and two choices. Most insurances, Medicare, Medicaid accepted. 1384 Broadway. Craving that signature Sunday sauce? Michaels of Brooklyn will make your place a must. Join Michaels of Brooklyn Sauce of the Month Club. Receive a different jar of Michaels of Brooklyn pasta sauce, homemade pasta and biscotti each month for six months. Make your home the place to be with Michaels of Brooklyn's signature fresh marinara right in your home. Visit michaelsofbrooklyn.com and order online. That's michaelsofbrooklyn.com. Michaels of Brooklyn, serving the community since 1964. 
Register now to take a journey that will impact you forever with Dr. Sebastian Gorka and Dinesh D'Souza for 10 life-changing days exploring over 40 historic sites in Israel this November 30th through December 9th. Sign up now at StandWithIsraelTour.com. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. Freehold Mitsubishi in Freehold Township, New Jersey, is proud to be an automotive leader in our area and sponsor of the Arthur Idala Power Hour. Driving ambition for 40 years in the United States, Mitsubishi Motors sees the automotive industry differently. Mitsubishi challenges convention with innovative approaches in the way Mitsubishi engineers and builds their vehicles. Just look at the all-new redesigned 2022 Mitsubishi Outlander. Now in stock in all trim levels and all with a flex Flexibility of third row seating. Visit Freehold Mitsubishi today. FreeholdMitsubishi.com or call 732-863-2788. We're back to the Arthur Idala Power Hour with New York City's preeminent trial attorney and quintessential New Yorker, attorney Arthur Idala. So President Biden is in Japan. And he spoke today, and here's what he said. Uh, quote, when it comes to gas prices, we're going through an incredible transition that is taking place that, God willing, when it's over, will be stronger and the world will be stronger and less reliant on fossil fuels when this is over, Biden said during a press conference in Japan following his meeting with the prime minister there. The president then insisted that his administration's actions, rather than increasing the price of gas, had actually been able to keep it from getting worse, quote, and it's bad. Um, and, you know, and he goes on to, to talk about the, the, the price of gas at the pump is something that I told you, you heard me say before, it would be a matter of great discussion at my t- kitchen table when I was a kid growing up. I know it's affecting a lot of families. Um, four fifty nine ninety six. So basically, four dollars and sixty cents per gallon is the nationwide average. Uh, in the state of California, there's a photograph in the Times in the Post. Let's see, regular gas cash is six dollars and twenty three. Basically, six dollars and twenty four cents. Plus is six forty four. And premium is $6.60 a gallon. Uh, (laughs) That's basically what it was in Europe uh, when I was a kid growing up. So uh, where do we go from here? Well, do we have the great Lauren Fix, the car coach, on the line with us? Hi, Lauren. How are you doing? I'm with you. I've been listening and, and just rolling my eyes because they created this problem and they're making it more painful for everybody. Whether you're a truck driver, you're just a person driving around, even if you own a motorcycle, everybody's paying the price. Now, if you don't own a car, you're still paying the price because it comes in deliveries, it comes to food, it comes to whatever you order from Amazon or wherever you go. Everything's getting more expensive because fuel prices are what causes inflation when they increase. My uh, my brother-in-law, who is uh, was born and bred in, in California and wants to go uh, visit some family there uh, this right after the Memorial Day week weekend, he's like Arthur. I used to be able to like score a ticket for like three fifty, three seventy five, a thousand more, a thousand dollars round well, trip to San see, Francisco. The most expensive fuel is what they call as gas, aviation fuel. 
so and you got to think about it. Here's an here's the airlines thinking. Okay, well, uh, gas costs more. People are costing more because everybody's salary is costing us more. There's less people that are working. And so what they've done is they've reduced the flights. So you might notice that. Like, I live in Buffalo. So if I do a Buffalo to JFK flight, there used to be like six a day. There's now three. And every single flight is filled to the gills. So you might notice that there's less flights. And those, typically I get an upgrade because I'm a million-mile flyer on Delta. I'll end up getting stuck in the back of the bus. And and people go, well, it's not a big deal. Well, not when that's the only ticket that's available, the only seat that's available. They can't make seats. They're not going to tell you to the wing. So, and that's why tickets are getting more expensive. And it's not going to end. And that means trains and buses and literally everything. This wait for the subway prices to go up. That's coming next if it isn't already. So let me ask you this: when when President Biden says just hours ago, this is an incredible transition to basically wean us off, to make us less reliant on fossil fuels. What does he mean? Like, why is the, the, the increase in the cost of gasoline making us less reliant? Because he's he's refusing to crank out more, more gas, so we're figuring out how to live on electric vehicles? I don't exactly know what he's... What his point is. It makes no sense. This is the Green New Deal at work. Whether you voted for it or not, it's what they're trying to jam down our throats. They believe, and I know this is wrong, and I know you know this, and so do your listeners, that if they jack up the price to seven, eight dollars a gallon, which is where the, I've got pictures of eight dollars plus eight forty nine a gallon from a friend of mine in Northern California. Eight forty nine. Wow. That's not even diesel. Diesel. They're already talking about Washington State changing the pumps to accept $10 as the price for fuel. So a diesel is what moves goods coast to coast, right? So they believe if they make it so expensive that people will then go, I need an electric car. So let's get this straight. You've got a 2000 Ford Taurus. You're keeping it alive. You're taking good care of it. You're maintaining it. That's all you can afford. And I have a lot of friends that are in that position. They have older cars. I have a friend with an old Benza. She cannot afford to buy a new car. She's got two little kids. She goes, I can't afford this car at all other than the insurance and the fact that I own this car. So you're going to tell her that she's got to go buy a new car and have a car payment, double the insurance, because insurance always goes up with a new car, but it's also twice as expensive for an electric vehicle, and then find a place to charge. She can't afford her electric bills now. And electricity is already up 11%. So how is this transitioning people away from fossil fuels? It's making people angry. But I will tell you this. This is what the administration doesn't get. Fossil fuels are in everything. Those cool-looking new cars. And I'm here at a Hyundai event, and all these new vehicles are electric that we're looking at. Every single one is electric, and every single one is cool, because all those plastics are made with fossil fuels. All the clothing you wear, the things you touch, your computer, even the medications you take, including glass and plastic, is processed with fossil fuels. So you'll never get away. You can never get away with it. It's never going to happen. So that's very short-sighted of this administration. Okay. Well, I mean, again, I know you got I me fired up. Sorry. <laughs> no, no, no. I love it. Are you kidding me? That's what's what great. That's what makes great radio. I, I'm very happy with my my most recent purchase of my 12, 2016 uh, Fiat. 
500 <laughs> because That's when it was on empty, car. it is, and it was on empty and I had to fill it up with super in Brooklyn and it was $38 to <laughs> fill it up from empty, which is a beautiful, beautiful feeling. Of course, the way I drive it, crazy. yeah, but the way I drive it, I'm not exactly getting optimum shoe miles. You know, there's a way to drive it where you don't put it in sport mode and it tells you where to shift to get the optimum fuel miles. And then there's That's the way boring. to put it in. Right. Then there's a way to put it in sport <laughs> mode and just hit red light, hit red light and throw every gear. And then now you're smiling. Yeah. And when, yeah. when it, when the fuel tank is only 10 or 11 gallons, you you can handle that. So I'm going to put you on the spot. Right. Uh, a friend of mine came into me uh, late last week and said, look, mm-hmm. um, I, uh, I've been fortunate enough to get a little house. That's kind of close to the beach. It's about an hour and a half from my house. And um, I want to keep a car out there. It's me, my mm-hmm. wife, and my two younger, well, like youngest teenagers, 13 and 15, mm-hmm. something like that. Um, and mm-hmm. I want a convertible. Um, I, okay. I want a used convertible that I can, you know, basically I'm going to keep out there. Sometimes it's got to go back and forth from Long Island to Brooklyn. For the most time, I'm going to be putting maybe 25 miles a month on it. You know, maybe I'll put it, if I put 1,000 miles on it a year, it'll be a lot. So what, what should okay. I be telling them to look at? Oh, my gosh. A fun car that's safe. I would buy a Mustang convertible. That would be fun. That's one option, uh, only because it's got performance. But you can also buy the smaller engine. They do sell them with a four-cylinder or six-cylinder engine. The other option is you could find an Audi A4 or a BMW convertible. They make hardtop convertibles, which are really fun and cute and good for when you know, the weather's not so great. So there are options. Those are that's really all that's left. I mean, Miata's awesome, but you don't want to put your kids in that. Although, what? you know what is fun and it is a blast to drive is Mini makes a convertible, but it only comes in the two-door, and it is a tight, small back seat. So if the kids are little and they're in car seats, you probably want to go with something bigger. So the the one name that didn't come out of your mouth and I, this is my next question, but this is this is going to get a little personable with you, personal with you, okay. Lauren. Is when he asked me the question, the first words that came out of my mouth, and what I'm pushing towards is the Mustang. For everything you said, the, the car itself has so many different iterations of it, and there's so many mm-hmm. of them that you could get a good one for a, a relatively good price. But the True. second car I said that you never say because you're just prejudiced against it is the Chevy Camaro. Because you're such a diehard Mustang lady. Um, no, that's not true. First off, they're hard to get. The ones that are available are expensive. They're very large vehicles that have visibility issues, which is, if you look I... at any of my reviews on my Car Coach Report channel, the one thing that drives me crazy about the Camaro is when the top goes down, it takes up space in the trunk, so you'll have, like, no space. Uh, and then the other thing is the fact that the visibility issues and they know it, and that's why they're not going to make them much longer. I think they may have, this may be the last year for them. Uh, when the top is up, it's just brutal. And then if you want to see the center screen, it's tilted at a funky angle so it doesn't get shine from the sun. And so then you have to, like, tilt your head down at a funky angle. None of the seats come with lumbar support, and the back seats are good for a dog, a set of clubs, or your luggage. So, okay, so then the Lauren Fix, who basically is an expert in the world of Ford, especially Mustangs and Shelby's and all those. I, <laughs> yeah. I know, but but Ford is your baby, right? right yes or no? I got Porsches, too, so I'm, I'm a little spoiled, yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, um, but no, I listen, I uh, was fortunate enough 
to have a long-term Mustang. When I say long, like I had it for like six weeks, and I had a long-term Camaro. And I might say overall, I may have enjoyed the Camaro a little bit more. But over, uh, Good if you're looking at the, great it, performance, right? If you're looking at the car overall, you know, the Mustang, it's it's really a great car because. It could be like a family hauler, or it could be just be like a <laughs> the down down the road hauler. So uh, right. I, I'm I am I am flattered that um, I came up with the same solution for my buddy uh, that Lauren Fix, who knows a lot more about automobiles than I am, uh, did. And if I was going to ask you one more uh, piece of advice for someone like him. Uh, if mm-hmm. they were going to go look for a, a, a car like that, besides going to Platinum Motors in Freehold, New Jersey, who's the sponsor of my show, how are people nowadays uh, shopping for cars? I mean, is, is the Carvana thing where like people are buying cars without ever touching them, seeing them, smelling them, is has that yeah, taken over the idea. industry? <laughs> yeah, I, I agree that I, it's not I, a good I, idea. I, but it's- I have a rule on used cars. Number one, wherever you go, whether it's your friends in Freehold or anywhere else, Always have an outside ASE certified technician look at the vehicle. It's going to cost you about $150. But what happens is they put it up in the lift, they take the wheels off, they go, hey, you should know the engine's great or the vehicle's perfect or, you know, it's going to need brakes, it's going to need an exhaust or whatever it might be. You'll get a list of green, this is good, yellow, this is going to need some work soon, and red, holy moly, this thing's been in a flood or it's been in an accident. Not every deer knows that, and people are very creative that are in those situations that know how to mask it um so it's best to double check so you know what you're getting what even if it's from your neighbor you don't know what really happened to that vehicle who owned it before them so we have a technician look at the vehicle you said an acs what, what type of technician ASE. what is ASE. that ase is automotive service excellence i am an ase certified technician as well um, I don't do that for a living, not anymore, anyhow. But um, an ASC certified technician takes classes every six months. We have to take tests. We have to pass the test. And a master tech, which I am not, a master tech is someone who literally has taken all the tests, better them than me. It's a lot of work. But it makes them experts in even EVs and all these different areas. And the reason you do this and you spend the money is the last thing you want to have is buyer's remorse. You bought the I, – I just had this happen with a, a cousin of mine. She lives in Colorado. She found a Mercedes and used car a lot. Looked really good. So she decided to buy it. She asked me about it. I said, geez, I'd have a technician look at it before you make that decision. And she didn't. And then she found out six months later, they had all these weird little lights on the dash. So she went to the Mercedes dealer and they said, oh, this thing's been in a flood. There's no warranty. And there's no recourse. And, And as a lawyer, you would know, I mean, it's not the law, and it should be, that you can't sell flood-damaged cars. But a lot of people do. They do what's called title washing. They ship it from state to state. That vehicle was in New Orleans. That vehicle then went to Pennsylvania. It got title washed and went out to Colorado. So There you go. Well, it, it, as, as, as I say goodbye to Lauren, just to once again show you how correct she is, when I got my first job as a lawyer, I had about three grand to spend, and I found this great, look beautiful, used Porsche 944, and thank nice. God I was smart enough to tell the guy, can I just bring it to my mechanic? And he showed, like, I gave him some, like, a little deposit, and I brought it to my mechanic, and I'm thinking it's this great car, and Enzo gets in the driver's seat, I get in the, 
I get the passenger seat. He puts it in first gear, second gear. Arturo, do me a favor. Look out the back of the window. And I'm looking out, and there's this black smoke just bellowing Ooh, out. It's an oil the, leak. Yeah, he's like, he goes, take it a car back and go find another one. And I found, uh, for a little less expensive, I found a, a 1986 Alfa Romeo graduate. That I have to this day. I bought it in 93. I have it to this day, and it is it is my favorite. So, Lauren Fix, <laughs> the car coach, the best. Thank you so much for hanging out with us on this Monday night. And uh, enjoy the Hyundai event, and maybe next time you can tell us. I know Hyundai is knocking it out of the park uh, with they their are. vehicles. They are. They're doing really well. Well, maybe next time you can give us a, a, a Hyundai review. Sounds like it any time. You just give me a call. <laughs> Thank you so much, Lauren Fix. You can find her. Just Google Lauren Fix. She's everywhere, and she will give you online. There is so much information she has to offer. I would not buy a car without Googling Lauren Fix and the name of the car you want to buy because, trust me, there's something out there about it from her. Thanks again, Lauren. Okay, that's it. Lauren's gone. We're going to take a quick – we're going to take a little uh, Sambolino break. Uh, We're going to come back and talk about – Saturday Night Live. We're going to talk about the Tom's, the Times 100 most influential people, and various and sundry other New York stuff. The Arthur Idala Power Hour is sponsored in part by the good people at Freehold Mitsubishi in Freehold Township, New Jersey. America's been thunderstruck by the all-new 2022 Mitsubishi Outlander. Get high style without the high price, plus an industry-leading 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain limited warranty. Drive one today at Freehold Mitsubishi for the best selection and outstanding customer service. Just a short ride from anywhere in the metro tri-state area. Visit FreeholdMitsubishi.com or call 732-863-2788. Relief Factor. Pain relief that works, pain relief that's real, pain relief that is liberating tens of thousands of Americans from their daily pain, me included. But not just me, it's people like Leah from Ohio. This is Leah's story. One Sunday morning, I sat on my couch in so much pain I was in tears. That's the day I ordered Relief Factor. Following directions in eight days, I found relief only to get better and better. I am a believer 100%. That should be you. That could be you. Find out today by, by ordering the three-week quick starter pack at relieffactor.com. It'll be at your door in three days or less. Take it morning and evening like I do, and I promise you by the end of those three weeks, you will know whether it works for you like it works for me, Leah, and thousands of your fellow Americans. Don't wait any longer. You deserve to know. It just makes sense. What have you got to lose? Accept the pain. Call today, 800-500-8384, relieffactor.com. You deserve to know if you could be the next success story like Leah. 800-500-8384. ReliefFactor.com. ReliefFactor.com. Why choose proven quality sleep from Sleep Number? Because our Sleep Number 360 smart bed is really smart. It senses your movement and automatically adjusts to help keep you both comfortable. It's even smart enough to know exactly how long, how well, and when you slept. And to help you get almost 30 minutes more restful sleep per night. Sleep Number takes care of the science. All you have to do is sleep. Save $1,000 on the Sleep Number 360 Special Edition Smart Bed Queen, now only $19.99, plus special financing. Ends Monday. To learn more, go to sleepnumber.com. Special financing subject to credit approval. Minimum monthly payments required. See store for details. Spring means new beginnings and growth. So let's get your business's seeds planted now with Salem Surround. Look, there's a lot of competition for your brand and the services you provide. But we want you to stand out. How? By making sure people find you faster and easier on the web. 
by helping you grow your positive online reviews. By bringing you the leads your business needs to thrive, our team of media strategists are just like you. We live here, work here, and know the communities you're trying to reach. That's because we're local and here to serve you with boots on the ground and the know-how of a nationwide digital agency. At Salem Surround, we do it all, from digital audio to streaming television, SEO to paid search, social media and websites. We're media strategists, and we're proud of what we do. There's only one thing we're missing, you. Let's grow together. Visit SurroundNewYork.com. Surround New York, connecting you to new customers. Kevin McCullough is next on AM 970, The Answer. Someone who's probably saved a lot of souls and sacrificed his own uh, was killed 30 years ago today. Um, I, in the summer of 1986, I studied uh, in a little town in Sicily during that summer called Balestrate, which is in the Castelmane del Golfo region, which is the northern coast of Sicily. It is uh, west of Palermo. And one day I ventured alone into Palermo and I was on a study abroad program by myself, whatever. It's a long story, but I, I spent a lot of alone time that summer. It was great. It was a character building experience. It was by far not the most summer fun summer I ever had, but maybe it was a most um, character building summer that I had. And I, uh, I was hanging out somewhere. I forget exactly where in Palermo. And I sat and I sat down and I was kind of looking at this building. And all of a sudden, these two armed guards came over. To, I'm 19 at the time come over to me and they're speaking to me in Italian, Sicilian. I'm trying to fudge my way through in, in English. And the rest is like, what are you doing? Why are you sitting here? Why are you looking at the building? And I was like, I don't know. I'm, I'm a tourist from America. I'm just checking out this cool building. Well, what was going on inside of the building was the largest organized crime trial ever uh, to have taken place. There were 475 defendants on trial in Palermo having to do with breaking, bringing down organized crime there. Um, 338 people were convicted. A total of 2,665 years in prison were, were uh, handed out between all of them, uh, including life sentences to the 19 leading organized crime bosses there in Sicily. Um, sadly, in 1992, on this day, May 23rd, the chief prosecutor, Giovanni Falcone, was uh, in a car with his wife and I believe three other police officers, and they blew up the road, the highway of which he was traveling. They blew up the bridge um, of which he was traveling. And if you go on that road uh, today, there's a section of it that is actually named after him. Uh, and then his friend, who was the judge, Paolo Borsellino, they 57 days later, they killed him. Um, they, he was, uh, uh, 
Falcone was like exactly my age. He was 53 years old. Uh, and he, it was a national day of mourning when he died. It was a big deal. Uh, it, it changed the face of organized crime internationally. So 30 years later, Giovanni Falcone, rest in peace. You too, Mr. Uh, Judge Paolo Borsellino. Um, 30 years ago yesterday, I graduated the City University of New York School of Law. And I had an unbelievable weekend celebrating with my friends. Uh, we were at the Friars Club um, Friday night. And uh, we, I don't know, we closed the place around 2 o'clock in the morning. And then we had this idea, like, let's hang out tomorrow, Saturday, during the day. It's going to be 90 degrees. Let's go out. And because that's what we kind of did in law school. We had a lot, a lot of fun in law school. Um, I mean, we studied hard, but we played hard, just like at ABK here at the law firm. <laughs> um and it was a little, it was a little rough getting up uh, in, in the morning. But Uncle Josh found us a little, um, like we rented out a little gazebo at Pier 15, right next to the South Street Seaport at Pier 17, and we were like straight up tourists. And it was, I don't know, maybe 15 of us in the hot sun, throwing back some beers. Josh got a, a seafood tower. I, it was great because I felt like a tourist. I felt like a kid, and we all embraced each other, and and we were so happy that we made the effort to all get together. And, you know, those 30-year friendships and relationships, there's they're something very special about the longevity. And there are people that I, I hadn't seen in quite some time, decades, and yet it felt like it was yesterday. And we were hugging and kissing and sharing war stories and sharing sad stories about things that have happened in our lives. And to show you how light, how much life has changed 30 years ago, if I would have said that today the last pay telephones in the city of New York were pulled out of Times Square. If I said 30 years ago, there'll be no more pay telephones. Uh, if I told you that in 1992, I guess you probably would believe it since these cell phones were starting to pop up. But that was it. The last one was pulled out today. We are officially a digital uh, city. There is a uh, museum of the city of New York, and apparently there is a digital, a, an analog exhibit to show our kids all the analog things we used to do. Um, like maybe a blockbuster video sign, and now uh, you'll have a a uh, um, public telephone booth in this museum. I'd like to go check it out. Uh, that's it. Tomorrow we're going to talk a little bit about the monkeypox. We're getting over the COVID, although Uncle Dougie's got the COVID. He, he was spared two and a half years, and he tested positive this morning. Um, so... There's a lot going on in the city of New York, but the quintessential New Yorker, Arthur Idala, will keep you posted on what's going on. See you tomorrow. Happy Monday night. The preceding program, sponsored by Freehold Mitsubishi. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.